0: back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly with myself, Machu, and we over here we have Ray with us. Uh, We have a returning guest, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode. Very fun. We have the great Ray Arnold from Metro West Paranormal with us this evening. Ray, actually Ray Booten, how you doing? Doing good? I'm doing good, as always. That's what I like to hear. Ray Arnold, how you doing over there? Excellent. How are you doing, Matthew? Eh, not too bad. Not too bad. I can't complain, you know. Good Good to have you back. Um, we had you on almost a year to the date. I went back and looked. Almost a year to the date, I think, you were on the show last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I
1: think it was actually May,
0: I believe. Yeah, we're getting close, year. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I know you. anybody out there uh, looking to kind of do a touch-up on, on Ray Arnold. Go listen to our Metro West Paranormal Investigator episode in Season 1. Um, Ray's a good man. We write Ray through like the Facebook world of the, 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 culture out there. I think, you know, right.
1: Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I think you were advertising on one of the paranormal Facebook pages and that's where I found your, uh, your link.
0: Yeah. So, it's a, I guess the rest is history, right? The rest is history. It's paranormal history. We linger, you know, if you, if you were to go look at that moment in time, there's ghosts of us meeting each other on Facebook. From that from that special time. You know what I mean? All right, I'm going to get real. I can't get too crazy. All right, so, yeah, we got Ray's back. This is great stuff. Um, Metro West. Got a lot of merchandise over here from the Metro West folks. Killing it. I always see you guys over there killing it. You know, the, the whole paranormal community where me and Ray Ray, Ray is a medium, and, you know, me and Ray met on the set we both do film that's how we do I do I I produce and direct and all that and Ray's an actor he is now a director as well but when we first met he was an actor and you know we just talk shop always I was always a big fan of the paranormal and stuff and I know Ray is like very hip and and, in tune with it so we just kind of linked up and then in the world of podcasting how podcasting I know you guys have a show over there as well you know, podcasting's really taken off, especially during COVID times, you know what I mean? Like, it's the thing. Everybody and their mother has a podcast, you know what I mean? So that meant, so me and Ray had to start one. And then we wanted to talk about paranormal things, because it's more, it's more of a specialized kind of show, you know what I mean? You know, a lot of the shows are out there talking about the same stuff, and there's nice paranormal shows out there. So when we entered the paranormal community, Ray was one of the first people that we got to meet and uh, it's a very cool and welcoming community, you know. I mean, what do you guys over there think about the community, uh, the paranormal community? And I'm very curious. We also have Bonnie and Brenda with us too. I should we should say hello to them. How are you, ladies, doing over there?
2: Doing well, thank you. Very well.
0: So, like, uh, real quickly, how, since we're talking about you know the, the 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 culture of it, how did you guys get LinkedIn to Metro West?
2: Well, I got LinkedIn. Through Metro West, um, uh, being interested in the paranormal, and I was scrolling through things and came upon Metro West and um, introduced myself to Ray. And I'm now part of the team.
1: <laughs> She's actually the vice
0: president of Metro West Paranormal. Hell yeah!
2: Yes, I am.
0: Hell yeah! Now, is that and do you have himself- a security? Do you guys have secret service that follow around Not with you yet. being vice president? Not yet. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in the spiritual realm. That's what we say. Our security right. is in the spiritual realm. And, and Bonnie. Yeah. yeah. How'd, you, how'd you come about into the Metro West world?
3: Um, as for myself, I've had a lot of paranormal experiences throughout my life, personal ones. And I've always been interested in it. And my Brenda happens to be my niece. Oh, cool! Cool. And when she joined Metro West Paranormal, they were looking to hire more people, so I applied, and Ray accepted me, and now I'm the vice president of marketing with our store as well.
0: Word up! That's great. You guys got a real thing going over there, which I can respect and appreciate. You know that organization. I was very, when I started looking into it when we were going to have Ray on. I looked into it, and I was like, wow, you know, this kind of this group expands. From Massachusetts to all, you guys have people outside of the, the country as well, right?
1: Yeah, we do. We actually we have a team in Canada um, that's ran by Vice President Lacey and her assistant Tiffany.
0: That's so, awesome.
1: Yeah, we do. It used to be a three person team in Canada, now it's two, um, just because things happen, you know, COVID. But they, yeah, yeah they, they just got all their merchandise too, their shirts and stuff. So they're going to get ready to go. Uh, Canada, they have a certain different COVID rules than we have, so they're a little bit tougher but uh, it's it's like going to lift up a little bit, so they'll be able to get out there and do more
0: things. So. That's good. Yeah, I can appreciate yeah. That, that. Yeah, we do,
3: have a, we do have a store now on Facebook. It's called Metro West Paranormal Investigators Merchandise Page, if anybody would like to check it out.
0: Absolutely. Definitely go check that out. They get a lot of great stuff, and it's not just like you go and you see people with merch and they have like one or two things. They have a full store. There's like a full you could fill out a nice Walmart flyer. You guys should have a flyer. That'd be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? So Ray, yeah. my God, dude, you're really a, um, what's the word for Ray? <laughs> he's like an entrepreneur. He's like, uh, he's gone out there in the paranormal field, you know. At what point did you think that, what did you think about starting to get people from other countries? Did they come to you or did you go seeking these people?
1: Um basically I started talking with Lacey and she's very interested in the the paranormal stuff you know she's very you know interested in it so I just asked if you want to join and um we went from there
0: you know and it's working you know so. yeah now Bonnie i I know you had you said you had some personal paranormal experiences do you want to get in any of them or I've had
3: quite a few I actually have had um jump-ins um you know I <laughs> A lot of scary things, I will admit, as well.
0: We love those things. Uh, what What is a yeah, jump in?
2: I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what exactly is a jump in? Is that like when a spirit goes into you type deal?
3: Correct. Okay. Yeah. I've actually had one jump in me and uh, kind of take over me for a little bit, and I had to make sure I got rid of it. You know, right. I told it straight up, get the hell out of here. You know? And it did. It left me.
0: Did you did you like find yourself in a vulnerable situation, like spiritually or something, or just in a bad place when it came into you, or how'd that come about?
3: Actually, I was just sitting at home, and I do have um, a residual, you know, spirit in my home as well, and it just jumped in me, and I just <laughs> told it, you know, you got to get out. I ain't welcoming you here, you yeah. know. So yeah, I felt weird. It wasn't the best experience, but I didn't get hurt in any way, so that was good.
4: Can
0: you explain the type of feeling that that is? I'm curious. Like within um,
3: it, it kind of it's 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 strange because it kind of feels like you're here, mm-hmm. but you're not here, and it's a weird, like eerie feeling that just like a rush that goes straight through you. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's one of the... Now, do you... Did you do your, the prayers and stuff? I know Ray is real big on Ray, Ray booting up there. We always talk about how important, you know, prayer is and protection before you go into a situation, when you leave a situation. Is that how you got rid of it in the overall?
3: Yeah, my St. Michael helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. the um, That's good stuff. Now, Brenda, do you, have you had some paranormal stuff as well?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it started when I was younger, um, probably around pre-teenage. Um, I've, I woke up one night um, with a greenish-blue ball in my face <laughs> that was hovering in my face. Um, at that time, I didn't really know too much about the paranormal. Stuff. Yeah. Um, it frightened me, scared me, I did not know what it was. Um, now that I'm older, you know, I've researched a lot, and now that I know that whatever that was at the time, I know now that it was some type of an orb, a spirit, um, that there are other things out there, for sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: (laughs) Uh Yeah, that was probably the one one thing. I know it was real, and there is something else out there, um, which made me look a lot further into...
0: You know, the paranormal world <laughs> yeah a, a lot of a lot of people will say this is a question for all you a lot of people will say that you know when you're like preteen or becoming a teenager, you know around that pu- pu- pubescent stage that <laughs> you know what i mean like with all those emotions and the energy within they say that that's a, like a prime time to see stuff what do you guys think about that yeah you
3: know, well yeah well mine actually started a lot younger than that but yeah, but Brenda has a lot of orbs around her all the time, even in pictures. You can't take a picture with Brenda without an orb being in it.
0: <laughs> She's very popular. She's got an orb around her right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, see? I can
0: see it. I love same. the lighting. You guys have great lighting. It fits.
2: <laughs> Beautiful.
0: <laughs> Rebooting. Yeah. What we, what we, you were showing a skull in a bowl? Is that what I've seen? <laughs> it blew oh, my look. mind a little bit. I do not know what was going on.
4: That was uh, well. Actually, that was a gift. Yeah, uh, was brought down from uh, Canada, and uh, medicine woman gave me the uh, skull as a gift. She had it given to her, and the person who told her that uh, gave it to her said, "You'll know who should have it when you meet them." And I met her, and she got in contact with me afterwards, and she uh, gave me the skull as a gift what's the take on the skull because i know certain
0: cultures will believe if the body's not fully together when it gets buried that it's kind of in an unrest tortured
4: state right some of them (laughs) some in asia are that way uh this is a wolf this is a wolf skull um came down out of canada yeah do you think that an animal would have the same
0: would have to spiritually would have to follow the same rules as a human (laughs) as a living
4: person Um, I really don't think so. I think a lot of those rules in many cultures, um, they were put in place by other people. Yeah. I don't think they're necessarily universal. The spirit world operates differently than we do. Right. Uh, when your essence passes on, it's a whole different thing. What do you ladies and Ray over there think
0: about that? You think, um, you know, you think about, you know, an animal, like the spirit of an animal and the spirit of a human, you know, they're, they're very much alike in the way that they're, they're alive and they have that spirit within them. And then when they pass, you know, the spirit leaves and the body's left. It's kind of like the same thing. What do you got? What's your, do you think that there is almost, do you think there's a two separate afterlife worlds, realms, if you will, or do you think that it's all one? Oh, they're
1: they're definitely together. Uh, The humans and the animals, they're definitely together. Um, I know here, I mean, my place is haunted. Uh, my cat passed away about three years ago. Um, I was downstairs cleaning out some stuff, and uh, there's no one down there but me. He used to always jump from the window down to the step ladder, and I heard that. So that in itself proved to me that he was still here. They do come to see us. Um, I really don't see much difference between the animal spirits or the human spirits. I don't see much difference, um, you know.
0: My my question, I, I brought that that popped in my head, and I'm not trying to be a bad guy, Ray Boone. I'm trying to be a good man. <laughs> I, I it, and whenever when I and, and you're a great man, I know that. The um, but when, when it popped in my head, and I thought, I go, you know, if it was a human skull, not only would the authorities have an issue with that, but the the person who originally owned that skull would probably have an issue with that in the spiritual realm. You know, not being together, and I question. I wonder if it was the same thing for an animal. You know, you see people with, you know, bear skin rugs or, you know, the the mounted heads, you know what I mean, with the antlers or the deers and such. It's like, do you, that is kind of very disrespectful to life if you would to look from the, the animal's perspective, you know what I mean? Like in in a huge, like if you were to go in someone's house and they had a human dude hanging out of the wall, like, what up? You know what I mean? That's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, yeah. The fact that it's an animal is kind of cool, but in the spiritual realm, Going with the thing of the body not being together, do you think that, that would be an issue for an animal?
4: Um, I don't think so. That particular skull is a wolf skull. Uh, when I received my name from the tribe, it a spirit wolf. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a gift to me. So the essence or the spirit of the wolf uh, lives with me. Yeah. Gui- guides me. Like a spirit animal? Like a like a spirit animal, you
0: could you could say that, yes. Now there's a lot of like it's a new thing. You always hear people say, "Oh, my spirit animal." Is that a real thing, or is that something made up, just like a hype thing?
4: What do you think? Uh, depending upon the culture, you take a Native American. All of the animals have different attributes. Yeah, uh, um, they have different strengths, and you identify with a spirit, and they also have spiritual qualities. And so if you are Native American, then yes, it would hold true that it is not hype Mm -hmm. as to how far people, uh, people carry it and how serious they take it. I imagine some people out there, excuse the phrase that are wannabes, uh, yeah, they're abusing it. Just like some people abuse. I've been part of on a reservation or a sweat lodge and I turn around and I see somebody, uh, charging money holding sweat lodges in their backyard. You know, there's two sides to it and uh, I tend to stick with the uh, genetic and historical side of my family and what I've been been exposed to. Yeah, it's weird.
0: It's kind of been exploited a little bit by you know when you're talking about that it's kind of like religion you know you take religion and religion all the things that people don't like about religion it's all things that like man-made things things that like people added to it like if you took took humanity out of religion it would almost be okay but then when they came into it they like you know certain ones kind of corrupted it for their own benefit which is unfortunate but that's why they got a bad bad rap you know what i mean what do you guys think of that over there
3: Spirits are definitely real, and what he is saying is actually true.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with the man. I agree with yeah. that.
3: I mean, I have a little Native American in myself on my father's side from yeah. Canada. And, yeah, the spirit, animal spirit world is very important to the Native
0: It's true. You know, they're very in tune with, you know, the world and all that. It's unfortunate that civilization came in and kind of rubbed them out a little bit. Very unfortunate. Absolutely. Do you think... Do you think that the fact that they were so spiritual and in tune with nature and all that was a kind of a... Th- people seen that as a threat, or do you think it was just more of when they wanted their land? Maybe both. I
3: think they personally just wanted their land, yeah. to be honest.
0: Makes sense. It's one of those unfortunate... They got the casinos, though. We gave them casinos, I heard.
3: <laughs> Yes.
0: That's how they were, tax-free. So... When you, when you have a spirit come into your body and like you tell it to go away, does it go back into your house and just kind of linger? Or when you say go away, is that like the actual exercising of it and sending it away, way, way?
3: To be honest, I don't know where it goes. As long as it's out of me, I don't care.
0: No, I hear you on that. You, but and you got no idea where you think it might be, like roaming in the house or maybe sent into the afterlife? I, I don't know. I
1: can, I can actually tell you personally that yeah. I do- Spirit guide with me, and she does enter my body. I am able to tell. I'm able to authorize. I'm able to channel her. Um, I can tell you on my aspect in this house, she is still here. So she doesn't really leave that often. And wherever I go, she goes.
0: Now, when you guys do your investigations, when you walk into a place of negativity, can you just feel that evil, or is that something you have to walk around and eventually stumble into?
1: I can definitely feel it. I, I can. I can feel it.
0: Like a, approaching, or once you enter the the establishment,
1: sometimes approaching. Like um, it's really intense. I mean, it makes me, everyone's different. Um, for me, it's inside the the haunting or wherever it might be. You know, yeah. the air gets to me. The air gets very thick. Yeah, thick, and, and I feel very, very cold. I can literally feel their energy. Uh, the best way I can describe my experience: it's like having an air conditioner on you. Uh, low could be the low energy but the powerful they are the higher I'll feel that so I can tell which way they are you know Yeah. that's my personal on how you know I get it you know these guys might be different
3: yeah a lot of times I usually Mm -hmm. will get like a headache will come on yeah or I will just start getting like a little lightheadedness and feeling there's something around me and I don't know Brenda about you yeah
2: I get a like very very uneasy feeling. Um, yeah, a heavy feeling, um, unbalanced mostly. Yeah, a little um, anxious feeling.
0: Yeah, you guys ever get like sick? Yeah, you, know, you get sick to your stomach or anything like that?
2: I've never had that. No,
1: I'll get that one, once in a great while. My stomach will get—I feel nauseous and have yeah the area. As soon yeah. as and actually that happened to one of the cemeteries that we had over here it was a children's cemetery where we did our EVPs, and I just had this sensation of sadness and real sadness inside me. But I also had a sensation that I wanted to throw up. So yeah. I had to get out of that area, and as soon as I got onto the, um, the road of the cemetery, um, I was fine.
0: Right. So, yeah, I remember that. You have a deal with, like, any chest pains? I know we've talked to a few people and read some articles and stuff where people actually feel like something's, like, squeezing their heart.
3: I haven't had it that severe, but I have had the chest pain experience, yes.
0: Yeah, it's like a panicky type thing. It's yes. like a paranoia, I think, that comes over you. It's weird. They can, because they, like you said, they can get in you and get in your head. You know, the head is, uh, can easily. Well, that's, that's, that,
1: that's why it's very important when you go into these investigations that you do your open and close prayers. Yeah, that's for sure. It's very to do that. It, it has to be done. You, you can't really. Like, you know the beginners of the paranormal—they just grab a bag and flashlight and run into these things without doing this stuff. Um, that's some bad juju. You're yeah. gonna get messed up. You know that's why it's very important that you do your open and close prayers. It really is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think one of the biggest things we preach on this show is to be the opening and leaving because it's uh it is super super important and people never think about that. You know they think that it's just gonna that's the ghost home. It'll stay there. It won't bother me. But like they don't think that it'll linger back with them. Can, oh, you know, it can, doesn't want
3: to be there. Yeah, we had just recently visited a place and um, I think something followed me because as we were driving back home, I ended up getting again, like I said, the headache, I got the severe headache and it lasted for what, what, almost an hour? Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. So I knew something had followed me.
0: You think, something, you think they're trying to hurt you or you think their energy is just so powerful in your body that it's causing like a, a ruckus in your body?
3: That's what I'm thinking. I don't think they're trying to hurt because I think if it was anything evil, it would have let me know a lot sooner than when I well, got the headache. Where
1: we were was in Rhode Island, actually a famous house where we went. Yes. Um, when we got a few miles away from this building, um, I believe that the energy got sucked back to that building. And that's when her headache decided to leave her.
0: But, yeah. yeah we uh we did an episode i think the second episode we ever did of the show we did we talked to a gentleman who used to go to a uh like a rehearsal space that was haunted and and we talked about the discussion of all this bad stuff that happened there and there was even a dude that worked there that like killed himself and after he died like they seen him in the parking lot and they seen him in the halls and they think that he was so like that energy was so negative and that he was involved that even though he died outside, like this energy sucked him back into it, you know what I mean? Which is crazy, yeah. but it's like realistic when you really think about it, you know what I mean? It gets so big. It's like almost like a black hole. Almost. that sucks. You in. If you're too, too close to it, you know? Sure. So you guys just came back from some uh, investigations in Rhode Island. Was that that famous hospital with the cloaks?
1: No, this one was um, the most... They made movies about this house. Um, oh, it's a house? It's a house. It's actually, it's on our uh, Facebook page. We actually were invited to uh, go to the Condren House.
0: Yeah, you got to go. Is that in Rhode Island or Connecticut?
1: In the Rhode Island, actually.
0: You guys going or you did? We did go. You we did? Actually, Let's talk about we, that bad Larry,
1: huh? We actually... <laughs> um, we actually, we couldn't go inside because what they're doing is they actually follow the same rules as the, the COVID law, even though they're residential. Yeah. So we couldn't go inside the house because they didn't have to do a deep clean cleansing. But we were able to take pictures on the property. And uh, yeah, that was really interesting. You yeah, yeah. catch anything?
3: Well, uh, a lot of the pictures that I had taken that day, upon investigating them further and zooming in on them, there were so many Oh my god, faces in the trees, and people were were sending me messages saying, "Oh my god, Bonnie, look at all the faces in those trees!" And yeah, <laughs>
0: that's a, that's weird. You say that, you know, when I hear faces in the tree, there's a, there's a, a dark memory that comes back to me that when I went into a there was a like a mental tuberculosis hospital that got shut down in our area. Me and my buddy went in there when we were like eighteen. Video videotaped it. Still have the footage. I'm going to cut it up into an episode of this one of these days. But um, when we were in there, there's a children's unit, and we were walking through the children's unit, and on the wall there was this big painting of a tree, and in the middle of it was a kid's face. And I remember going, "Wow, what a weird imagery!" And then I remember years later, I was look, I was at, I, I go to Savers all the time to get books cheap. I like all those weird books, you know, spiritual books and such that you'll never find again. And I came across this book that was about satanic crimes, like rituals and stuff. And I don't get, like, I grew up religious, so that stuff bothers me a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I like the, the talk of, like, I, Satan's very real to me, you know what I mean? So, like, dabbling in it kind of is weird, but it's so interesting that I picked it up. But, cause I, this is why I picked it up. I picked up the book. And I just randomly opened it up to the, this middle page, and the page I opened it up to was literally like the painting I seen in that hospital. It was a painting of a tree with a kid's face in it. So, like that, when you said the tree wow. with the kids fit with the faces, that creeped me out.
3: Oh, so many faces! I mean, it was unbelievable. Matter of fact, if you check it out on my page, yeah. you can view the pictures yourself and zoom in.
1: Yeah, it's unreal. Now, what exactly? Uh, yeah, took in that was me. And uh, Bonnie at the door of the conjuring house, and then I felt okay. But yeah. then when it was me, Brenda, at that door, I, I felt pressure on my back, like hands in the back of my back, pushing me off of that step. And I literally said to myself, I tell Kathy Holden, I am not leaving until I get this picture. But it subsided a little bit, but I could feel to my left, there's windows, something yeah. watching. And it wasn't the homeowners. There was something that was watching us. It, it, it was uh, a unique unique feeling. And it wasn't. And it was-
3: yeah. Yeah, I was the only one that was willing to actually touch the home. Brenda and Ray wouldn't touch the home.
0: That's why you got something attached to you, probably.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're you're yeah, the, so got you got the money, didn't.
3: Yeah, that's why I got the headache. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's madness. What exactly happened in the conjuring house? I haven't seen that movie in years. What what was the crimes that happened there? Or the death do you remember?
3: Um, I know there was um an eleven year old girl who kept getting thrown from her bed and thrown into the walls and really yeah, everything else. And there was um a couple of people I know that actually had died on the property. They were drunk or something, and they actually froze to death on the property, and supposedly
0: they're still buried there. Yikes. Yeah. So a lot of weird... Did, did they ever talk about how that came about being cursed or haunted? What what the actual deal was?
3: The, the owners never talked to me about that. I don't know if talked
1: to me, talk Greg. No, no, not yet. But they do a lot of... Um, I actually, We actually met uh, Jennifer and Corey. They actually own the building. Um, they're actually going to be doing some live streaming and stuff from the Conjuring House themselves. So they do a lot of things. So.
0: Yeah, let let us know. You probably even told us about it, but yeah, we, no, we, we would love to yeah. go to one of these things.
1: Um, what uh, he did say, what, what they did tell me, because we yeah. actually got this one to them, is that um, a spirit girl told I forget which one it was that there are bodies there. And he said, "Well, we know that the bodies are not inside the conjured walls because they're too thin. It's a colonial house, you know. Yeah. With, with uh, side, it's actually a really nice house. Actually, I like it. Actually, it looks nice. Yeah, um, so." He knew because he was a 10 year, he is a 10 year paranormal investigator. So he said, well, we know it's not in the house. So he said, what we did, we spent money on uh, ground imaging, sona uh, sonar and they scanned the whole backyard of the, uh, the whole property of the Conrad house. But, and it led them to a stone wall that's on the property. And I don't know if you guys seen it in pictures, but you'll see like green flags that are set, you know, certain places. Yeah. And, um, they were said to believe there was a body there. And actually, that was one of the questions I asked Corey. I said, those flags on the property are those bodies. And he said, yes, they are. So it really? could be from, you know, back in the day. Because it was really not uncommon for people to bury bodies on the property back in the day. You know? yeah. but, so I, still, I do believe that's still an active investigation with those guys. So maybe the next time we'll go, we'll get more information.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's one of those. Of course, the movie made it gigantically famous. But before that, I mean, it was still pretty notorious. Um now, yeah, the Conjuring house, I think, is what one of the biggest um, Warrens' investigation, right? It was the Amityville Horror, and I think they were the Conjuring as well, right? That house? Yep.
1: Yeah, they were. They actually did. And uh, when we were there, it was actually pretty cool to be in almost the same ground that the Warrens actually went to. That, to me, that was, really, that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I remember when you got to see her, uh, Lorraine speak once or something like that, right? What's that? Did you get to see Lorraine Warren do a speech or meet her?
1: Back in the nineteen nineties, they actually they're going around doing like uh, psychic book club things, they're speaking, you know? Yeah. And I met them then. And they were, you know, of age then. Um, I like I told you before our last interview that actually I was like fourteen years old, so so I grabbed the book of the Emily Horror House, with I think it was Jay Instant that wrote that, the doubles red tail coming through. And yep. I remember to this day showing that to Ed uh, Ward. And he looked up and he seen the book and he had a little smile came to his face. I didn't know exactly why he did that, but years later you found out different things. So, yeah, but yeah, they were very nice people. God rest us soul.
0: Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. We did a nice episode on them. I have the book over there behind me. Um, yeah, they were probably the, the the most notorious of the investigators. Who, who, who? That's kind of it, right? And when it comes to the Warrens, they're probably the the cream of the crop, right? Is there any other really big investigators? Hey, hey,
1: hey. They, yeah. they definitely are the grandparents of oh, the paranormal
0: world. Yeah. Um, who, who did, did anybody pick up the, pick up the, um, the, what do you call it, and run with it um, when, they, when they passed? Was there any other investigating team that kind of rose up to take that place?
1: No, I'm, no, I'm not no. really sure. Yeah, um, it's just kind
0: of, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there doing it now. What's your take um, on the fact that there's so many? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing in the paranormal world?
1: Well, you know, the paranormal the paranormal world is so big that, you know, there's enough room for everybody to get a piece of it, but mm-hmm. you know, it just goes you know it's just so big. There's really not a I mean there's paranormal teams around here. Yeah. we we do, we're all we all do our own different things. So we as a rule we don't really cross each other's path. Yeah. Um you know.
3: For yeah, sure. because we've we've gone places where we've come across other teams there as well, so
0: Right. Yeah, because especially a place like the Conjuring House is probably got to be one of the most hot spots locally. That and probably like the Lizzie Borden House is probably huge. Uh, we have the Bridgewater Triangle down by us. You guys ever get down to the Bridgewater Triangle area? No, yeah, maybe this year we will. Yeah, let me know. We'll go with you. Um, cool. The Bridgewater Triangle is a cool one. You know, you might see some stuff, take some pics. It's got a whole weird, gigantic folklore about it of all different – anything from Bigfoot to aliens to – 40-foot 40, 40 anacondas, you know, you, all types of weird stuff's in there. It's funny, though, because, like, uh, people go, lo- go missing in there. And, like, the fire department on a few times just refused to go get them. Like, they didn't want to go into the woods. Yeah, it was weird. It's weird. And it's one of those things, I don't know if you guys have this up there, but it's like a folklore legend around here where, like, it's like 50 feet. If you talk to somebody, they'll know nothing about it. And then you talk to another random person, they'll tell you two hours of stuff on it. And it's like, it's a weird hidden secret. You know what I mean? Like certain people, like some people just nay say it and just forget it and just say it. It doesn't, oh, it's just woods, it's just woods, no big deal. And then you'll stumble into somebody that'll be like, when I was 18, they pulled five bodies out of there without their heads. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's got, it's got, and it also has a weird satanic tie into it too, where the Freetown State Forest Became a hot spot for like cult, like satanic cult activity, where they were going there and they were sacrificing uh, animals, maybe people. I don't know the full story on it, but I know that that was really weird. I know in, Bro- in Brockton there was some prostitutes. I think in the seventies there was some prostitutes that got killed, that got dumped in there. I remember when I were when I was a teenager, I worked at Stop and Shop and I met and there was an older lady in the florist department who lived in Brockton, and she and she's told me a story of when she was young. There was a girl that was, um, you know, kind of, we'll say, she was, like, um, not quite fully, you know what I mean? Like, not quite fully, uh, you know, somebody could easily take advantage of her. And and I guess she was, like, a, a person that was always walking around the neighborhood. And I guess some people, like, grabbed her, and they, like, took advantage of her, and they killed her. And, um you know the big the big spiel at the time was that they you know she thought that they dumped her body in the Hockamock. That's what they said. They told they told the, when they were caught they never found the body, and when they their their deal was that they dumped the body in the Bridgewater Triangle, in the Hockamock Swamp to be exact, and it was never found. And that was like their 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 statement that they they claimed that forever. But the lady that I knew she said that they had a they had an in ground pool that that summer they filled in with concrete so her take is if you dig through that concrete you'll find where that body is she thinks the body's in it, in that pool area and they claim that it was in the hokamok swamp but like it, it's weird around here where certain people don't talk about it and certain people have that why do you think people are afraid to talk about paranormal things
3: I think personally that they're afraid to talk about it because they're afraid something's going to happen to them if they do. People are
0: crazy, right? Yeah, I I agree. I think either being crazy, either being labeled crazy, or the the fear of you know when you when you like the Candyman thing or Bloody Mary thing, you say their name multiple times, they eventually come into your world. I think they have that take. I agree with you on that. I think that is. A bit, the, the, the fact that people think they're, oh, you're crazy. Why you believe that stuff? That and the fact that they don't want to be visited by what they're talking about. But who would? I don't think yeah, anybody would people,
3: want to be. Yeah. A lot of people don't believe in the paranormal. I guess, you know, you need to experience it, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Now, when, when you guys were coming up, uh, growing up, was there any local folklores near you guys that really creeped you guys out as kids that you remember hearing? Well,
1: my, mine over here was uh spider gates the cemetery oh the that spider
0: gates yeah, yeah yeah now that so was more of ghost a there right
1: yeah so when i got this team um situated we finally went out
0: there so <laughs> the um yeah now the spider gates is that like um do you know what what, what exactly happened there to create that or is it, it's just like a, a cemetery right it's, a, it's outside of a cemetery i think
1: um, that cemetery itself, I think back in the 70s or maybe even 80s, I don't really don't know the dates, but there yeah. was a lot of, uh, uh, satanic cultural stuff going on in there and all that
0: good stuff, you know? You, yeah, you guys ever in car, uh, you guys went to the De- Devil's Bridge. Was that you, Ray? Were you telling me about that? No. Down south? Side. No, it wasn't me. No. The, um, yeah, somebody was telling, that, that satanic stuff, you know, and I want to ask you a question, you guys, about that too. It's like, it definitely adds more negativity, but when you're, de- you know, can you, can you tell the presence of when you're dealing with just some, you know, negative energy and something really evil? Can you, re- I know they're both heavy, evil feelings, but any, um, and speaking, anybody ever speak Do you guys, ever have everything speak to you or tell you something?
1: Oh, I have, I have, uh, I have uh, While I was there, uh, they're more, uh, <laughs> they're a lot more nastier than yellow spirits. Uh, personally, yeah. when I was there, I had a disembodied voice call my last name and,
0: uh, uh, it was, it's kind of weird. Of course, especially cause how does it know your last name? That's the thing. Like, you think there's yeah. a super, do you think that the, when you're, when you go into the nether world, do you think you have some type of, uh, heightened intelligence as a ghost? Um, <laughs> like, our, our I... vice
3: president has to leave. We're just saying goodbye. Sir. Oh, all right. Yeah.
0: No worries. Thank you for being a part.
2: Thank you, good Brenda. Day. Have a
0: good day. We'll, we'll get you on. The, we'll get you guys. Uh, we'll get you all on the show together again. But we'll finish this one.
2: Awesome. <laughs> right, bye, Bye-bye.
1: bye, Brenda. As we were leaving Spider Gates at the time, um, we actually had those spirit boxes on and came across a spirit box. A loud growl and, it said, it and it says, I am the double." Know, nice. Um, I looked at my vice president at the time and I said, "Well." I think it's time to go, but I did say a lot and I have sage and it stopped. Um, We did our closing prayers and we get out of there because um, that place has a lot of myths to it, you know, but that was truly like, wow, there's definitely something there.
0: I get a question in, in the spiritual realm. Do you think there's a ranking system? Like, do you think that there, that, that when he said, I'm the devil, do you think that that was the actual devil? You think that was another energy trying to, a negative energy trying to scare you?
1: Exactly. No, I don't think there's a double himself, but I do think there's another evil spirit there. Yeah. There could be many there. You know.
3: yeah, Ray Boot? I had the one I had one tell me get my ass back in the house I was, <laughs> was disturbing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That one had character. That one had personality. Yeah. And, I,
3: and I said, Well, you don't have to tell me twice and I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Ray, Ray Bootman up there, what's your take on that? You think yeah. um you think a negative spirit could could fake and say I am the devil or do you think a higher, like the devil would actually, that that would be a no-go because even those negative, lower negative spirits would still be afraid of the devil. They wouldn't want to compare
4: themselves. What do you think? Evil by its nature is deceptive.
0: Yeah. And it really
4: doesn't, really doesn't care what mechanism it uses to uh, trap you or uh, attach to you. And I don't see among the hierarchy any problem at all. With a lower uh, entity using the name of the higher one, whether it is a scare to attach to lure you in, because yeah. they're all they're all trying to bring you into that same dark place.
0: Right. I I, I figured that the devil, the actual devil himself, would be an egomaniac, and. Would not allow somebody below him to say that they are the devil. Like I feel he it would be one of those put put respect on my name type things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it'd be like one of those deals. It'd be like, nah, you know, you're not you're you're a peasant, dude. I am. You know what I I am him.
4: You are not type deal. But that's just my take. Right. Well, you also could have that lesser entity over there who's using that to deliver you to its master. That's true too. You know,
0: because they're yeah, all in energy.
4: Now that I've got my talons in you, meet the real master. Woo! By yeah, then, maybe. it's too late. Master, master.
0: Metallica. You need some Metallica. I know. I need to. I'm gonna drop some Metallica in there and get sued. <laughs> That's how we do it. Yeah, the devil thinks weird. Now, do you think the devil cares about you know to make a pre- you know his overall presence is here, but do you think that he would actually come to the earth in the physical form to do something? You think something would be that big that would call upon him to appear?
3: Oh, who knows? Wow, that's a that's a hard question. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: what we're all, we're all about the hard questions there, mostly. Yeah. I,
3: you know, I believe that God is going to appear again someday. So I guess the devil could do the same.
0: Yeah, it's. Um... You know what? What I wonder what society would think? You know, because the rapture, I believe, uh, is Jesus coming back, and he's supposed to like. Isn't he supposed to come out of the clouds, or is that just like fairy tale I've learned throughout my years of mixtures? Doesn't he like appear out of the clouds, type deal? Ray Anybody know Boone. Ray Boone?
1: Um There's also a thing that
0: uh, I'm not bashing. I'm not bashing.
1: is bound to hell. Um, I figure what year that Jesus supposedly or whoever bounded him to hell, but he's supposed to be coming out or something. So, yeah. I
0: don't know. What's your guys' take on, like, that little... You, you, did you hear about that rapper doing the, the little Nas X or whatever making that song about the devil? Did you guys hear about that?
3: No. I didn't hear about that song. I don't listen to rap music.
0: So. No, I, I didn't think you guys did, but I was just curious if, like, what your guys' take was on pop culture being so cool with devil stuff. You know what we—that's very harmful, don't you think?
1: Well, I mean, if they—they uh, they decide to keep doing it and they want to, you know, open Pandora's box and jump into that rabbit hole, it's something they should be doing. But
0: right, know. but it's—it's it's super yeah. irresponsible for these pop, pop stars, don't you think? Don't they owe? Don't they owe some type of like? I mean, I don't know. It's weird. They're and these pop stars are doing it because they don't believe it. They're just like, oh, this is cool. This is rock star. You know what I mean? I'm being a cool guy. I'm being dark and I'm being edgy when they do it. They don't really buy into it, I don't think. But the message that they're putting out there to these influential fans, these 13 year old kids, dude, that are eating this up thinking that this is what their hero believes, and they get caught up in that madness, you know. And I think that those pop stars are used as a tool from the devil. For, you know, Taylor, I, it's funny, people always shake their head at me when I talk about Taylor Swift, because I think Taylor Swift's got a little bit of the devil in her, because <laughs> she's, uh, you know, she was coming out, she had that song being pushed by MTV, mind you, you know, when you're 15, and somebody tells you they love you, you have to believe them. This is a lyric. Now, this 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 goes into, and I, I connect this to 15 and Pregnant, the show 15 and Pregnant, where like, they're trying to glamorize like it's weird like tv mtv and younger like what they what they push towards kids is so fucked up you know what i mean they're almost telling them that it's cool like i, I feel like there's a bunch of young girls rushing to have kids immediately you know what i mean in and they think because they think they they idolize these teen moms who these teen moms are terrible, dude. Like they're you watch the shows. I don't nobody probably watches this. I catch it every now and then cuz my girlfriend watches it. She probably doesn't want me saying that. But um yeah, real terrible, dude. These people are like awful people. And like there's so many people that look up to these just like pop stars. They look up to them and they're they're spinning terrible messages, you know what I mean? It's just weird.
3: I don't I don't think teen pregnancy should be promoted at all.
0: I agree. You know, it, it happens. These things happen, and I'm not going to say it's unfortunate because, you know, you. Yeah, you know, I've been around situations like this. You know, you have a kid too young, but the kids kids are great. You love them. They come in, they change your life. It's a beautiful thing. You don't want to change that, but, you know, maybe you should have had it realistically a couple of years later in life. But um, who am I to say that's wrong or anything? I, I have no right to say anything. But I do think that, you know, the way – they push these negative themes on the youth is really dark. It's really bad news. You know what I mean? Um, and we talked a little bit about like the, the Ouija board in the beginning, which is something we always like to bring up, you know, what you guys take on the fact, I'm sure you believe in the powers of a Ouija board and what it can do. What's your take on the fact that that's just, that's at Walmart. You can go buy that at Walmart for $10, anybody. And you know, but buying it, you're going to bring it home. And if you believe Let's say you buy that because your grandmother passed away and you really want to talk to your grandmother again. You know what I mean? You're a 14-year-old boy. You see this or girl, whatever it be. You see this in the store and you actually believe, wow, I could make contact with a dead relative. And you get this board. And now you're putting your heart and soul and belief and everything into you actually being able to speak to somebody. Now, me, Ray, me and Ray always talk about the weeds you, you open up a door. When you're going to talk to somebody on the other side, you're opening up a door now. Anything could come through that, and that it's like it's opening up like in a, a room full of darkness. It's like opening up a door with light in the other room. It just kind of comes okay. in, and everything would kind of gravitate towards that light. You know what yeah.
1: I mean? It's it's like you you know, you are you open up a portal. For these things to come through. Uh, yeah. You don't know what's gonna come through. So, and when you it's, open that portal, um, very seldom does do they want to go back into that portal. They want to stick around and hang out. Of course. So, yeah. I'm not a big fan of Ouija boards. Uh,
0: right.
1: Neither any of my members on my team are big fans of Ouija boards. We don't use them. Right. Um, there are other paranormal teams that do
0: use. They them. do. I oh yeah. They, I always find that weird when they use that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I know there's some paranormal teams personally that use them. Um, I don't. That's a personal thing. How they conduct their investigations. We yeah. just don't. Right. Um, I do do I do the pendulum and the. A thousand right. shot. I right. do that. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, not the Ouija board. The Ouija board's a little more direct, I feel. It's weird. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it, like with the with, way with, with you're, like the the, tri- the triangle thing, it's almost like the stuff that you use, it's almost like you just, it's linger, it lingers. And then when they, if they decide to make contact, it happens where the Ouija board's more of like a demanding. It's like, give me attention. Like I, I want, I want something, anything. Just like, I need to talk to something. So when you open that up and then, like you said, dude, I dude, the afterlife that they're in. I don't feel I feel it's more prison. Like, I don't think it's a heavenly state. I think they're in a purgatory thing. So, yeah, like when they see that they could come back, of course, they're going to want to come back. And that's when you get attached. They attach to you. And, you know, maybe they're not even a negative energy, but the fact that they're attaching to you is draining your energy. You know what I mean? Because it's looking for life. It wants life back. And I think that's why it's attracted to people. What do you guys think?
1: Oh yeah, um, I, I I seen. I used to be a part of a uh, Facebook paranormal group down in Florida. Um, they did a live uh, feed one time and they actually had a Ouija board that uh, someone gave them. They wanted it out of the house, so they had a bonfire. People think that if you try to, well, I'm gonna say try to burn a Ouija board, it goes away. Um, Ouija boards that possessed are not that easy to destroy they threw it in the the fire pit it would not even scorch they tried hitting it with gasoline it only scorched a little at that point in time in the back of the woods they heard a loud huge growl and hissing sound um eventually they did get destroyed it, but it took a long time to destroy that Ouija board so
0: and yeah I think- it. so I it was think- kind of I think me and Ray uh, Ray Arnold talked about this in the past. Maybe it was the fire, the, the fire
1: wasn't the uh, fire wasn't yeah, as you think. This fire was different colors. As it was, yeah, explained. it was kind of weird and it was popping and hissing. So yeah,
0: it's not a good I, juju. I, dude, I I think I I think you've told me this story before, and I, I came back with a story my uncle told me, which is the same thing and always creeped me out. It's him and his girlfriend when they were teenagers, they were playing with the Ouija board, and it started to get weird it got so weird that they wanted to throw it away. So they put it in the fireplace and they said that it didn't burn, but it actually made a hissing sound. So like when you said that, that's the second time in this episode you you, you brought me back to childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you 110%. And I, what do you think it is? You think it's the power people put into that Ouija board? It's not. I don't think the corporations are, you know, doing pentagrams and blood on it before they send it out. But like, what do you, what do you think? What do you think uh, of, co- you know, there's gotta be the belief that the people put into it. Right. it gotta be
1: something, you know, uh, I just
3: think when you, when, when you go on a Ouija board <laughs> that you don't know what you're opening up. Right. Right. Okay. So I, I personally find them very dangerous, especially mm-hmm. if they're not closed properly when you're done.
0: Yeah. Very dangerous. You guys ever get into that creepy pasta craze that was going around a couple of years? Like, just interest, not actually do it, but interest in it. We did an episode on that. Super interesting. It was all about, like, the weird game. More of the weird, like, whoever playing dark games with the youth's mind. Where, like, they'll create games that, like, you have to do a bunch of wild shit and like the oh, last like, thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. And then me, like uh, killing
0: yourself is like the last thing you do, but like kids were doing it. It's crazy. What's your take on something like that?
1: Like when I was younger, they had this, uh, what, the, what do they call it? It's the Bloody Mary game. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. like in the middle of the night, you went to the mirror, mirror and you said Bloody Mary so many times. Three and times. she'll yeah. come to you. and
3: <laughs> That still scares me today. I think I
1: tried it. I, I think I was trying to get big and brave, and I think I tried it when I was about 10 years old. I think I got to one Bloody Mary, and I just ran out of
0: the bathroom. Yeah. I went back to bed. I was so scared. I didn't go through it. I have two two stories about that. I'll tell them real quick. Bloody Mary, when I was a kid, I remember hearing a story of girls in my school, like before high school, went into the bathroom, and they did Bloody Mary in the bathroom, and they swear to God on their life that the lights went off. They were flickering. They were hearing weird noises, and when they went to get out, the door was locked. They couldn't get out of the – like at first, they couldn't get out of the bathroom. That's a story I always heard. to creep me out. My personal story is I remember I was a teenager. I just bought the album Super Unknown by Soundgarden. I was sitting in my bedroom. I opened the case up. The inside cover is this black, weird, silvery thing, if I remember correctly. And I, was, I took it out and I was looking at it. And I, for whatever reason, I did the, the candy man three times. And I swear to God, dude, I was looking at the jewel case. There was a shadow in, in the reflection of the jewel case. I seen a shadow move behind me. I swear to God, dude, horrified me. me, horrified me. I had to go downstairs. That was like, it, that, but yeah, those are my stories. And I think that those are more like Ouija boards in the sense of like, everything's floating, floating around. But if you go like, Hey, and you like, Hey Bob, or, you know, Hey Janet, come talk to me. You know what I mean? Like everything's in the atmosphere. And if you address it personally is, I think that's when you kind of pull it in because everything wants to make contact. Really realistically. You know? um, I also want to ask you guys, what's your take on the idea of some people think that aliens are actually demons. Have you guys ever heard that theory? Yes. I have heard that.
1: There was this, um, I think I told you guys last time we were speaking, but there's this guy, personally, you know, he used to be in the UFOs and you know, Area 51, all this because this guy lived and breathed all that stuff. He knew everything. Yeah. Uh, recently, I think within the five years, he decided to switch.
4: He really. Decided
1: to um, go into religion. He had a Bible bumper, so yeah. um, he um, he knew that I ran a team, and uh, he's like, "Oh, that's all demons, all this," and he says, "Those UFOs, those are demons too." And so this is the second time I've I've heard. Uh, people refer to the aliens as demons.
0: So, <laughs> i i watched a I watched a weird documentary type deal. I think on YouTube as well as um, Art Bell. You guys familiar with Art Bell? He was like a, a guy who talked about paranormal like 20 years ago. He had a rate overnight radio show. He was like a really big deal, but he passed a couple of years ago, unfortunately. But he 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 helped shed light on a lot of things. And one of the things the most in- one of the most interesting episodes he had. As he had a weird caller call in and this guy was really frantic on the phone. And, you know, he was talking about how he used to work for like NASA and that they were trying to make contact with things during the cold war. And they said they actually made contact with something and it came here. And he said, what this is, he's like, it's not, it was a spiritual thing. He was making it sound like it was a demon. And he's like, you know, their hair, there's a problem coming. He's like, the, God, the world knows that there's a big problem coming. And he says the world can put people in safe places where they'll be safe, but they're not going to do that. They're going to let it unfold. And it's probably a population control, which that's a big topic right now. A lot of people talk about the whole population control with there being too many people and stuff so like it's a weird it's got weird ties and the world is kind of overpopulated it is kind of a problem but like i'm not one to go say kill people that's foolish but you know it probably will eventually become a real issue you know what i mean what's your guys take on uh on all that jazz well go ahead (laughs) right i'm trying to think on how i
1: want to say this um, well, what was I, mean, I don't, I don't know the exact date, but it was probably like over 2021 years ago when, uh, uh, God flooded the earth and told, um, Noah, build it out and take whatever you want and wrestle, you know, die, drown. Well, you know, that happened. So yeah. it could happen again to thin out the population. Who knows? You know?
0: Yeah. You, you guys believe in cycles. You think everything happens in a cycle? As far as like the world goes, like if they're, you know, like they like the, the, certain people believe that certain dates, 9-11 being one of them, is um, they're like notorious dates that a bunch of bad things have happened on. So do you believe that there's some type of mechanics or rhyme or reason to the way things happen as far as just time evolves? And it was that thing they say, if you don't look at your mistakes, you have to relive them or something like that. Um, it's almost like that, like society goes in cycles and it has opportunities to make itself better through throughout progressions, but then it misses opportunities or it ignores opportunities and it doesn't quite evolve into what it could be. I almost feel like we do that. It's like in the way that people have, you know, lives that, you know, you, you, you have a certain amount of time to change something. And if you don't, it just doesn't change. You die and the thing doesn't change. Or it's left to the next person to try and change. it. I think that's kind of like how society moves. But it's in cycles where like it's all the same things. In the same way, you'll see fashions come back and, you know, beefs with different countries come back and all, everything circulates and comes back. You know what I mean? What's your, what's your take on life just being one big circle? Circle of life.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like you said, you notice things are coming back the way they used to be. It's like we're going backwards. You know, we're not moving forward right now, I don't believe. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've noticed like the laws, you know, everything's changing. I mean, you know, no matter what it is, it might be a simple little thing and it could be a big thing. But, you know, just like smoking in restaurants, that all changed. Right. You know, the drinking needs changed again. You know, the Like, all the laws are changing. They're going backwards. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. Do you think there's a law in the spiritual world? Do you think there's any type of laws that they have to abide by?
3: Personally, I
1: don't. I don't know about you. Oh, no, they they do. They do. They definitely
0: do. What do you think they are?
1: They do have things they, you know, they follow, you know.
0: You think like they're not allowed to. You think that there's certain times when they're not, they're not allowed to show themselves, or do you think that there's that there's rules almost because I'm a believer in this.
1: I'm sure Ray. I'm sure Ray Burton will agree with this. Is that in the spirit spiritual world, they, there's no sense of time. Yeah, there just isn't. So um, you know, uh, they come down there and teach us stuff, but there's no there's no time for what they what they do. So, so who knows.
4: Very interesting. Is. Yeah. Uh, it's like an elongated time. What do you think, Ray? Well, a very Western idea is that time is linear. If you go to many Aboriginal cultures, and this includes uh Native Americans, is it's cyclical. Everything cycles around. Uh just like the medicine wheel is a circle as to where where you enter go through the phases, we exit through the north, back up into the spiritual realm. And some tribes even have circles above that, that you have to go through. Um, So time is something, the way we look at it, whereas we count the days and the years and put hours there, uh, it's really a construct so we can deal with things. Once you cross over into the spirit world, everything simply is. Time is... There isn't time as we know it. Right. So it's a whole it's a whole different thing that we uh, any trace of it we've obliterated from this world um, as we deal in this very physical uh, body that we're stuck in for the time being. Notice yes. this word time. <laughs> yes.
0: Time keeps on slipping. Do you think that they would have to um, answer to somebody if there was a certain law of the
4: spiritual world? Well, if you, if you take a law of the spiritual world, um, you've got to take the, you take the absolute. If you are Christian and you look at it, uh, then, uh, Lucifer did not obey the law at the time and
2: mm-hmm.
4: was cast out of heaven. And in different cultures, there are different laws, which, and those that violate them typically, uh, are separated, whether it be an underworld or a hell. Uh, but they're separated, they're separated from the creator or the divine. Yeah. It's it's a common theme.
0: Right. I wonder like if, uh, exiled, like if you're already a spirit, like, um, if there was rules, so to speak, and there was like a situation where, you know, you're not supposed to possess people. You're not supposed to tell people what the future may lie. You're not supposed to, uh, you know, drain the living's power. You know what I mean? Something like that. Uh, And then it's like, is there an over, like a, like a, like a higher boss to this? You know, like you would, you would assume it would be like God, you know what I mean? It'd be the energy of God that would, but it's like, what would a punishment be? You know, would it be, they're almost in a purgatory already. You know what I mean? So it's like, it it probably would be free reign. I assume I got to go with Bonnie. I think Bonnie thought that it would be more open, right, Bonnie?
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. I think it might be a little more open because. It's like, what can they really do to you when you're dead? When you're a spirit form, like, what really can they do to you? They can, you know, the highest of powers could probably send you to a hell for a torment session. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, what else can they really? They can't really do much to you once you're dead. In a way, I mean, I guess they could. I bet they could. It all
1: depends, it all depends on how you believe in it. Or, but spirits, they actually have a spirit council. Yeah, there's so many higher up spirits that get to a council, and you'd have. Uh, your archangels and all that stuff up there, so those are higher power ups. So you, I do think that there is some kind of uh, uh rules that they have to abide by because you do yeah. have archangels up there, you know. So and they are higher than regular angels. So the regular angels can't do what they want because archangel uh, S- uh, Saint Raphael might say oh, you ain't doing that. Right. So yeah. there consequences there might be. It just might be. Um If they think they're better than anybody, And they think they're better than Jesus. Guess where they're gonna go? Right. You know? That's out of heaven. You
0: know, you think they feel pain. I know their spiritual, and physical pain is probably gone. But there's, you know, mental pain is just as bad. If you you get a guilty conscience or depression or something like that in your head, you know what I mean. Uh, they they probably you know some probably take that
1: with them. You know,
0: yeah, I, I think they do. You know, to yeah. me and Ray, i often say the saddest thing about suicide is a lot when it happens. A lot of people are trying to get away from. Problems, that unfortunately, I think it gets worse for him. You know what I mean? In that situation, right? Yeah, yep, right.
1: If some there's... have to. Some just keep reliving that. They just keep even the <laughs> that, that past on. They just keep reliving that same situation, and you know,
0: yeah. I think that the heart, like, I think a lot of hell is in your head, in a way. Like, I think, I think your personal, I think hell is when. Think like your hell is when you're left with yourself. I talked about this before on the show, but I think like hell is like if you're a bad person and when you die, you're like left with yourself in that darkness in your head. So you look at life and you go, hey, I had a chance to actually be positive. I could have been somebody that actually made people happy and made people's lives better. But that, you know, 60, 70 years or whatever I had on earth, I spent terribly and they're left to kind of think about that. And I think they're really bad people. I think that they're forced to, whether they have somebody in life that they actually love or those emotions are just put into their heart to feel. I think that those people that do really bad things like murder, rape, all those crazy things, I think that they have to witness and watch either themselves, watch themselves do that to people they love, or watch things like that happen to people that they love and they can't do nothing about it. Because I really think that's hell. I think hell is when you, I think the hell of it's really a mental thing where you have to. Let's say you were a dude that was was greedy and and robbed everybody and, you know, took advantage of everybody financially. I think realistically, you would have to sit in the corner of a room and watch somebody you care about go through all that terrible stuff and not be able to help them and just miserably sit there and watch them go through hell. Those moments where they're sitting alone crying, wanting to die. I think you have to sit there and watch that. You know what I mean? And I think that is what hell is in the overall. You know what I mean? And then heaven is you you go back into that energy. You you go back into you're all is one and you float into this big ball of warm energy and you know everything and you're, you're with everybody and everything's a beautiful thing. I think that's heaven. And I think the opposite is hell is where you have to live with your choices that you've made. And I don't, you know, even in life, when people get off, you know, somebody murders somebody or does something terrible and they legally they get off. Like, I still think. You pay, you, you do have to, I, I think you, everybody has to pay for their, their actions at one point, even if in the physical world that we live in now, you are lucky enough to skate by and not deal with that. You know what I mean? I think, uh, unless you have like a, you're very spiritual and you can get in tune and really ask for forgiveness and be regretful. I think that you could be, you know, you could be forgiven then, you know what I mean? But like, if you're just, if you don't see fault in what you do and you just go through life doing these things, I think that, yeah, you're going to, you're definitely going to have to answer for that in the right. end.
3: And and that's the whole thing. You just said it like, I Because uh, I personally believe that when we pass from this earth here, that we have to go through tribulations through God, you know, to see whether you're able to go to heaven or not. And, but yeah. you have to admit to what you've done. You've had. You have to really put yourself out there in order to cross over.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you if you look at your life from the inside and you go, and you're looking at it and you go, oh, you know, everything's clean, but I got that little stain right there and that little stain right there, I think that you could – with with spiritual work you could clean those stains out but if you don't then you have to eventually answer for them depending on how big they are some stains can't be cleaned you know what i mean some stains you got to wait till you get to that big laundry mat in the sky and do it rub it out the old hard way you know what i mean get some elbow grease on that and really work it out but i think yeah i Not think every I, people have, yeah
3: i believe god forgives all his children but you know some of those children just didn't do it right And some of them you cannot forgive, even though he forgives, he cannot accept into his kingdom.
0: Yeah, that's truth, you know. And I, you know, with the fact that I, I am a believer in the forgiveness. I do believe that if you know you cry out to whoever, whoever you believe, you know, whoever you believe to be the ultimate spiritual power, I feel like if you have an open, honest conversation with them and in your heart you're regretful and you wish you didn't do these things and you like pour it out. I think you can be cleansed from that, but right. you really need to know that you, you made a mistake. You did wrong things and not only f- try and, you know, ask for forgiveness and try and clean yourself of that, but also try and make going in the physical, try and make that relationship or situation as better, as best as you can. And I think doing that would cleanse you of it. Um, right. But like I said, it all depends on how big, how big the act is with the bad act. You know what I mean? Juggling it out. It's wild. It's a weird deal. You know, if you got if you guys died and it was just complete blackness, what would what would your thoughts be of that? Mm.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> you think can
0: say that you don't think it would be blackness. You can say that if you want.
1: Um. Actually, it's really not too far from the truth. Actually, um, um, it actually does happen. Um, hell is actually a human concept. Actually, you know that was created yeah, told me to this, get right? to get humans to do what they want to do. Um, if you didn't do it, you'd be sent to hell. If you think hell is white and brimstone, it's gonna be. But you know, it, it's many, many people have described hell as being black and you know nothing cold and you know. Spirit, you know, depends what it was. You know, what kid they have, you know, that ability or uh, an option to go to the light.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, I believe Ray Bloom touched on this last time, and actually, we share almost the same vision of that. So,
0: I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hell's a weird deal. And everybody kind of has their own little, well, not everybody, but like, the groups have their own different opinions on what it can
1: be. But uh, I was also, somebody else was saying, uh, I think one of the psychics that said that, you know, uh, they, they did, uh, you know, when you pass, you know, pass on, you get up to wherever you're going, but they, they have said that when you leave your body, when your life journey's over and you leave your body as a vessel, that there, yeah, there is this, um, like a black room, totally pitch black. You can't see anything. And they let you wait there for a while, hmm. you know, and, and then, you know, they'll come get
0: you, you know. Yeah. That, that black room's probably that, that, that thinking process, you know what I mean? Really thinking about what you what how you spent your life.
1: Because there's a lot of spirits that when they pass over they're confused. They have no idea what's going on. You know, and they gotta adjust and sometimes it's purgatory what they gotta do, but you know Yeah people leave when you leave your body, I mean, you know, you probably would probably be scared, you know, where am I? You know, how am I gonna
0: so I don't yeah, I don't think death's painful, but I think it's definitely like a weird process. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of just like slipping out of consciousness for anybody who's ever been really tired and just caught, You know, the, you catch yourself just dozing like that. I think that's like death. I, yeah, unless you go out painfully, of course. You know what I mean. But I think regularly, death as is, probably a little bit of pain. You probably feel something because your body's saying sayonara. And uh, but I think it's almost like a slip out of consciousness, and then you just go you go to wherever. I don't. Know, but but death as, death in itself, I don't feel. A weird, I mean, I guess when you die, everybody that I've ever met that's seen anybody after they died, they always say they have, like, a weird, like, shocked look on their face. But I think it's just the mouth, go, the the jaw going slack because dead, you know what I mean? I don't, like, they think they, they go, I, I met a dude that used to collect bodies. That was his job. And he said their mouth was always open and he thought that people would, would die screaming. He thought they were like, ah, like when they died. But it makes more sense that they're just that they die, and when you you know you your bo- when you die your bowels go. You know what I mean? You, you you know you have an accident in your pants. That's just how it goes. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just that it's. it's I think it's that you just don't have the power to hold your jaw your mouth open anymore, or you could be in the moment of actually dying because you know they say there's multiple you know. Theories on what actually happens when you die. You see people. There's, there's people. You know, say that that's your family coming to get you, which is very possible. And people, there's other people that will say that that's all. That's your memories. It's the brainstem, the brain cells in your head popping, so you're having this rush of all these memories that you had because your brain's like shutting down, so your mind's just flashing, whoo, whoo, all and you're seeing you at your fourth birthday, you at your graduation, a wedding you know, Bob mitzvah, you know, family cookout from 1987. That was good times. You know what I mean? Um, stuff like that. It's just your whole life. I think that that's what, you know, your, your memories, like, boom, like escaping you. Uh, almost as you're falling back, you're leaving all this stuff behind you and you're seeing them. I think it's something like that. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. That's kind of like dementia. My father had dementia and he was seeing things from his past all the time, you know, and, he was seeing the army on his ceiling. Really? You know, the planes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he was seeing people that had already passed over. He had seen pets that he had when he was young. So, yeah, that's kind of the, what you're saying, you know?
0: No, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. That's terrible. But do you do you think dementia, in a way, is that maybe a third eye opening or something? You know how people say you have, like, a third eye in your mind?
3: I do. I believe that dementia is, like, that's when you know. Yeah, you know that someone is actually going to die.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. like it's a disease. It's a disease, and it's a bad thing. Yes, but do you? But do you think when you get that disease and it's in your head that it op- opens up? Because they say that the human brain we only use a small percentage of what we could actually use. So do you think almost in a situation? I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm thinking. But I'm saying, do you think that when it's doing deteriorating or doing whatever it does? Do you think that that makes the other side of the brain work more, the one that we don't use? The stuff that we don't use, do you think that puts that to work? So then you're seeing you're almost getting to an enlightened state because of it. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I kind of believe that.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? It's, It's very weird that we don't use our full brain. I don't know what is up with that. Like, why don't we use our full brain? Why is there parts of our brain that we don't use when we could be better for it? You know what I mean? I think there's parts of our brain... I think I told Ray this one time. It's funny. It's like There could be... When you're born, you get used to things. So for all we know, there could be a weird hum sound that nobody even pays attention to anymore that keeps everybody obedient. You don't know these things. Right. It could be a weird frequency. You know, it's been proven in music that you can use different frequencies of sounds that will do different failings in people's heads. You know, so you could put something that'll make them like your song. You know what I mean? Like it gets in their brain. Like there's different frequencies and vibrations and stuff that you can use that can really in, go into somebody's brain and touch them like deeper than your typical music. So I do believe like
4: that stuff's possible. You know what I mean? Well, do you got, yeah, yeah, you got uh, as far as vibrations go, um, you've got something called shamanic drumming which is 120 beats a minute, uh, two beats per second. When you're exposed to that drumming and that vibration for a period of time, you start to go into a trance in our visions. It opens up a part of your brain. You respond to that frequency. You respond to that vibration and you start to see more. And that's just one example of how you can tap into it. There was a study done in England where they took a group of people, um, two groups, one was a group of mediums and some had no ex- experience and they tested them under controlled circumstances. This included wiring their brains in an attempt to give messages. And they found out that those, the mediums that were successful in giving messages, a part of their brain that was act became active. is not used in our day to day, but they found that becomes active in religious experiences and deep meditation. So that untapped pot, you can learn to use at least part of it. You can, and there are techniques, whether it be that meditation, the shamanic drumming, uh, prayer. I've always loved Gregorian chants. Yeah, uh, they always take me somewhere. That that part of that brain can respond to, and it's learning how to uh, find those things to stimulate it and to use it. Yeah.
0: It's true, you know. It's, I wonder what like it's crazy. They say that we, everybody has a little bit of God in them. You know, you guys have heard that, right? Okay. <laughs> so I wonder. My question is like, uh, if everybody was evol- if we were to use our full brain, do you think that we would have almost superpowers? Like if we had full capability, like telekinesis? You think we, we you know, there is. We, get it. we can deal with a little bit of that right now. And I'm sure everybody's here had that weird situation when, you know, you're at home and for uh, for whatever reason, out of the blue, you think of Johnny from high school. For whatever reason. My, 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 my best pal, Johnny from high school. I hope he's doing good. And then a couple of days later, you get a random email from Johnny from high school or a yeah. call or a text. And he said, hey, what's up? Because so you guys were, like, thinking of each other. And there was, like, a weird mental bond you know what i mean what do you guys feel like have you guys been in a situation like that where you've thought about somebody and then you know they give you a call or a text or something like that Yep, i I see head shaking what do you think that is you think that's a connection that people have and if they do then you gotta wonder if you open up your mind if that would be heightened to the point where we right now could be taught having a conversation without even talking you know what i mean like like that like that could be a reality but it's not and I do think that it's suppressed. I do think that, some, that maybe maybe pieces of it could be some of the garbage food that we eat that were pushed. It could be, you know, if somebody told me, came out and said, and to go back to that frequency thing, if somebody came and told me one day or they discovered that there really is a, a low frequency, a low hum that, is, that, that everybody's used to it because in their subconscious they grew up with it in life and they just block it out. But in their brain, they block out that we've inherited. But that frequency is belittling the brain power. We're getting very conspiracy theory with this. And it's belittling your brain power because powers that be might not want you to be able to have that power, let's say. You know what I mean? Like think about how dangerous a situation would be if society could almost do these weird things like just think and talk to somebody. You know what I mean? You cut out now. You now everybody can communicate without anybody knowing what they're saying. But it's kind of dark because they would they would still be able to kind of if you could do it, they could do it. So they would just like cell phones. They would still be listening to everything that was being said or or, or thought, if you will. What's your well, guys, what's your guys' take not, on a frequency thing like that? You like are,
1: you are not too far off, Matt.
0: You're thank really you, sir. To, thank you. This,
1: this actually happened. I really? had um, my psychic friend Lisa, when she's on the team, she came to the house. Um, she actually went upstairs. This place is haunted. Um, she was in the hallway. She was catching this high vibration in the hallway. She goes, oh my God, it's like a freeway here. Spirits. She goes, do you feel that? I'm like, I feel that all the time. I went into my daughter's bedroom. Now, we live in front of a mill, okay? And she was getting a number 13. She wasn't sure if her spirits or how many were here and this and that. So, My back was turned towards Lisa. Lisa was actually in the hallway, so we didn't really see each other. And I I asked, some. I'm I'm used to speaking to my spirit guide telepathically, and I asked, and I just did it. I asked something about a boy. Lisa, without a beat, turned around and said out loud, no, I think he was 14 when he passed away. And then she said to me, Ray, did you say that out loud? And I'm like, no, I didn't. So that day we were on the same brain length. Yeah. I spoke to a telepathic and she picked up on it. And yeah. that was a second time I've done this where it's like it. And it was just like, wow. Okay, so it does work. But you have to be on that, like you're talking about, you got to be on that level. Yeah. But it's happened a few times. So, yeah, that is possible.
0: It's weird. And I wonder if there's some type of frequency that, that, that belittles that because it's – it's very weird that we know that we have parts of our brain that we don't use, and knowing it, like if you know it, like why wouldn't your brain kick in and start using? I don't, I don't understand. I feel like there's almost something blocking that. Like, did that?
1: Right, absolutely right. You know what I
0: mean? Like, they, there's something that was, you know, it's very. I, I feel that if you grow, like, there's certain things in life that. It doesn't. None of them are coming to me right now. But there's certain things in life that are just inconveniences that you, you you've been able to just block out so much that they're not even in your world anymore. You know what I mean? And I wonder. If, if if there was a very low frequency or something in the world, like they, they do, they do studies where they record underground and get all these weird sounds and stuff, and they'll record in the ocean and get all these weird sounds and stuff, and just in air, like all the noises are going around, just in 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 the world. And I wonder if there is an actual hum that's released that would belittle your 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 abilities. You know what I mean? To the point, you know, the the telekinesis, you know, maybe we could even who maybe we could even levitate things with our mind. You know what I mean? Who knows? You know, there's all these we've had these magicians and such throughout time that can do all these weird things. And a lot of it is like, yeah, trickery. You know, there's a lot of tricks to it. But, you know, I'm sure there's been some that dove into some dark arts and made deals with the wrong type of entities and, and been able to actually pull off some crazy magical things. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, there's cases, uh, thousands of cases documented on levitation and stuff like that. So all around the world. So,
0: yeah, it's a weird thing. It's, it's, de- it's definitely a weird vibe, but I do think that, you know, powers that be wouldn't want because we would be realistically, if we had these abilities like that, there would be trouble. We would be bad news, especially like if everybody could do it, imagine having to go to war with people that could do stuff like this. It'd be a very dangerous thing. Like I, the full using your using your brain to the full ability is probably a dangerous
4: thing. There's a uh, place called the Monroe Institute. Yeah, um, I investigated them several years back. Um, they use a sound system, um, and they have they had CDs for meditation, that different ones, but some for relaxation, some were for opening the mind. I forgot the name of the technique they use but it's best done with a headset on because they split the sound and put in two different frequencies that reach different parts of the brain mm-hmm. so that when you meditate on it, it actually activates a greater part of your brain uh, in this processing that opens you up right. during the meditation. I, I've still got the CDs. I did it for several years. Oh, wow. But and if, if you're talking about the potential there, Levitation has been documented. Quite a few of the things have been documented. But if you also take the point of what our potential is, and this goes back to when you talk about people dying and it might be brain cells snapping. What happens if you do have, and I know one particular instance where someone is dying and the people with them who do not know their family sees the family there, when they die, and then later on talks to others and they say, oh that was his grandmother, that was his aunt that was his father when a stranger came in didn't know who they were but saw them gathered around with no information it is the mind opening up it is the mind connecting on levels not only in the spirit world but also to other people in this world I believe that's totally, it's completely possible. Uh, that was pr- a personal
0: experience, right? Yes. Now, why, do you think that because you're kind of in tune, in tune more than your average Joe walking down the street to think you were, you've seen that because of that? Or do you think that the, the presence was so powerful that anybody would have seen that?
4: Um, you've got to realize that probably part-time for the last 50 years and Close to full time for the last oh, 20, 25 years. Um, I've been studying different modalities uh, with people, meditations, other mediums, um, religious studies. So it's been something that's been all consuming with me.
0: Yeah.
4: So, and my, my point is to cleanse the body and the spirit enough to be able to reach that point where I fulfill whatever potential is there, whatever God has given me.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, that probably that plus the fact that the other, other person that was there witnessing the death, um, they needed something and the people on the other side and possibly the person dying worked through me to give them what they needed to deal with it, to help them along, yeah. to show that there, to show that there is more. So it was a combination of yes, I've worked on abilities, and yes, it was very pow- there was a powerful message that had to be delivered, and they used me for it. Yeah, you think
0: people that are extra spiritual in in, in life are almost at a higher higher place when they pass and go to the other realm? This is for everybody.
4: Uh, myself, I would probably say yes, based on the, the near death when I died and had to be revived. Um, and like, I've related that in past episodes, but, um, when I came back, I was disappointed that I was back. Yeah. I, I, I loved it on the other side. (laughs) I, I was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it makes it easier, um, for someone to not only grasp what is going on because but also they already have started that connection with the light on this side. And they've started to make that connection and open up to it so that when they get rid of the body, it's a short step for them and a much easier step. Truth. What do you
0: guys think? uh, It was
1: last year, I mean, well, before all this COVID stuff was uh, going on, uh, I went with one of my friends to a spiritual church, and they do controlled meditations out there. Hmm. And um, I didn't really think that was going to work, and it actually did. Um, yeah, being that you – know, it's almost like you're out of your body. It's, it's right. really amazing because the, the, the meditation music that they use and all this good stuff, um, yeah, um, it's hard to explain that environment. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you definitely – you definitely don't want to come back here. Uh, right. I was told because in control meditation, there's a, a certain amount of time that lets you get out there. They call it flying, and yeah. then they come get you back. You know, and they said, "Well, this time the ones that are out there. Please return back to the chapel, you know, the church." And I remember saying to um, the spirit form, well, "I don't want to go back." Right. And they said, "You have to go back. Your life journey's not over." Mm-hmm. So I was, I came back, and when the, you know you, you come out of it and I was dating for a little while because it, it's a it's unique experience. I think everyone should be doing this. Uh, yeah. I was looking around, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. You know, it was just uh, like, because over there, you have no concept of up, down, left, right. There's no such, there is no such thing as time. Right. So when we came back here, it was just Jeez. like, like Ray said, I was very disappointed. And I was like, really? Uh, you know?
0: Yeah. It's very, I think death is very peaceful. You know what I mean? Because um, it like, you know, it, you look look at life like when you're human, just being alive. Like, look at all the responsibilities we have now. Like, it, it, when you when people, when when humanity first came on the scene, like it, their job was to live, was to live and not die. But if you think about look at all the look at all the things we're tied to now, like you all the bills, like you know, every month you got to pay, you got to have all your bills. I mean, you got a handful of bills that need to be paid. You know, you got these things you have to do. So when you die. All those responsibilities, I think, lift off you. Like, just think—just realistically in your head. Even the people listening, think of all the responsibilities and the bills and everything you have to do. You don't want to do, you know, that that just comes in and takes over your life. Like, realistically, you're born. You're supposed to live a life, but you—you're born into what going into the system. You know what I mean? Work, being a worker, or, or pay your taxes, and, and just do your thing until you die. You know what I mean? And it's just work, 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 work for all these materialistic things. Um, and like, you know, it's like, that, that's what it is, you know? Um, yeah, it's weird. So I think that's the piece in it is you work all these things, you, you, have, you, 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 as you living life, you, all these things pile up on you, responsibilities and things you have to do, you know, your job, you, you know, that Monday through Friday from nine to five, that time is no longer yours. You're somebody out, you're somewhere else working so you can pay the things that you own, you know what I mean. It's a weird thing, um, but that's life. So, like, I think when you die, the pressures of that lift off you. I think that's that peaceful feeling that you have. You don't have. You don't have to be. You don't have to go to that thing Saturday that you really don't want to go to. That you're going because yeah, you yeah. feel like you have to. You know what I mean? It's like everything's lifted off you and you have a peace about you because you no longer have responsibility. I think that's kind of more of a death thing. What do you guys think about that? Or or not, it goes with, it's not death, but it goes with the death thing. Right.
1: I don't know about Bonnie, but um, to go through this, I had no kids in the world. I didn't care about anything. I didn't think about anything. It was quiet and peaceful. And no, I didn't, like human, human, Um, yeah, you got to be here and time it's going to be there, but you don't have any of that. Yeah. And you know, it's like, okay. It's like, you're going with the moment. It's like nothing. You know, you yeah. know, I, when I went, I had no concept of up, down, left, I had nothing like that. And I had no, like you're saying, bills. I, I didn't think of anything like that. Yeah.
0: But yeah.
1: You goes- know, when I was, when I was 19, I had a severe
3: car accident and, um, I was pronounced dead three times. Jeez. Um, I remember seeing the white light. I remember the warmth. I felt like I was wrapped in an electric blanket, you know? I had no pain. I had, like, everything around me was just white. Yeah. Ray had said something about, you know, how you don't think about anything. It was true. Yeah. Because I wasn't thinking about, oh, you know, how am I going to get home? house is You know what I mean? Right. It was like, I instantly just everything went white. I saw a hand. I took that hand, and I was going through somewhere. Yeah, but unfortunately, I got brought back every time. <laughs> so you know, I yeah. can't tell you what happens after that.
0: <laughs> well, to go back to that slack jaw thing, I think I think some yeah. of that slack slack jaw that people get, I think it's just yeah. the amazement <laughs> of what they're seeing in those last seconds. I don't think it, I don't think it's a scream. I think it's more of a wow. And then, like in mid wow, they cut out, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, the whole thing's weird, you know what I mean? Um, it's it's an interesting thing, you know, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah it, doesn't, um, it doesn't happen to me often, but yeah, it's pretty cool,
0: it is, and it's freeing, you know. I, it, like,
1: like you said, like Ray Wooten said that, yeah, they have a lots and lots and lots of uh meditation uh CDs out there, which are right. really cool, you know, you gotta really get into it, but. Really, it's really something. Yeah. Those are things that I went to um a couple of years ago. They did a, a lot of controlled meditation stuff, you know, where the speaker would come through and then start, you know, doing personal messages for these people, you know. Um, but there's also some events where they had uh, first station, the First Nation, the drumming circles, you know. Yeah. That's pretty cool to see that. So Yeah, Maybe that's cool. Be one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. that's an interesting thing, you know. I think it's a piece. Everything when you really look at it, you know, responsibility. It's like Ray, like Ray, like live, You know, just having a kid. You know what I mean? Just have you think that's the giant responsibility responsibility like that you live, you can, you live kind of your whole life, and you're just kind of taking care of yourself. You know what I mean? And then you have a kid, and now. You got to take care of the kid. You got to watch out for the kid. You got to, you know, feed it advice. You know what I mean? Fe- you know, make sure it grows up right and all that. It's a gigantic responsibility. I don't have kids, but I assume even when you have a when you have a kid, you worry until th- forever. You know what I mean? Even yes. when they're 30 years old, you're like still thinking yes. in your head, like, well, I hope they're not doing something crazy today. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and that itself is, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful burden. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, uh, a
3: parent, always a parent. Oh, yeah
0: yeah you know what i mean it's one of those it's it's a it's it's like it's a it's a deep heavy responsibility but it's like a positive thing but it's still a responsibility at the end of the day right well yeah yeah i think that i think that's what that is you know uh in the glowing you know the glowing and the warmth of it you know like that, there was a famous saying about like the only people that really mourn are the people left alive you know what i mean like the dead the dead don't care anymore you know what i mean like the only people left, when, when people die, the only people that are really affected, affected are the loved ones, you know what I mean? Like, the person who's dead is gone. He doesn't, you know... Who knows if they even, like, acknowledge the fact that there's been a big change. You know, the spirit stays the same. The spirit that we have in us right now, as we are alive, I assume to be the same exact spirits when they leave us. They're the same exact thing, you know what I mean? You think there's, there's some type of graduation of spirit, spirithood, do you think? Were you getting... What do you think?
1: The way I actually—I've asked this question uh, to my spirit guide, and they say, and she said it to me. He goes, "Please write, tell the humans that we did not die. We are still much alive, we're hmm. much more alive now than we were when we were humans. You know, so they, that's one of the messages they want to say to you guys that that we didn't die. Why do they keep saying we're dead? We didn't die,
0: right? So,
1: it's like that's—I'm like, okay, okay. So you guys are still alive, and she goes, more than you'd ever know.
0: So. That's weird. <laughs> More than you'd ever know. That's crazy.
1: But there, but there's, um, there's a lot of things, the uh, questions that I, I asked, and she couldn't tell me. So. Yeah. She goes, no, no. She goes, I'm not going to sit here and give you the winning numbers of the lottery. Yeah. Goes, the reason for that is, and she goes, uh, you have to understand that the spirits can't change your uh, life journey. And she goes, so if, if I gave you the winning numbers, they'd change your life journey, right? I'm like, well, yeah. She goes, can't do that, so you'd never yeah. get that.
0: So. I think that goes into the rules thing we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like one of the rules is like you can't. It's almost like the genie thing, which is, I know it's two different things, but it's funny. It's like the genie is like, I can't make anybody die and I can't give you money. You know what I mean? But whatever else you want.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's craziness. It's it, It's all interesting. Well, I'll find out. We'll all eventually find out. The eventually
3: haunted. we will. Yes, we will. And I'll come back and let you know.
0: Hell yeah, Ray told me if, if he ever passes, he's going to still do the show from beyond the grave. There you nice. go. <laughs> Love
1: <it. That's> cool.
4: <laughs> what? Now, they have the concept of ascended masters. Those yeah. are people whose souls really progressed, and they really could have moved on. But they stay in the spirit world at a higher level. And they are our guides, and they help us. Right. Uh, they help us along. They don't give up secrets but they nudge us in the right direction so we can grow and we can yeah. uh, go to a higher level now there is also something that some people call the temple of ascended masters where they all where they congregate and when you reach a certain level of enlightenment even in the physical body you can journey to that with your spirit, spiritual body right. and, com- and commune with them yeah. and receive your guidance And then come back, and it's up to you whether you walk the right path or not with what you've gotten.
0: Do you guys see a difference in in somebody who would be just ultra spiritual, um, like a super spiritual person, with a person that would goes to church? You know, when the people that go to church every Sunday and they're up there praising God and they're you know speaking in tongues and they're dancing in the spirit and all that. Yes, yes, yes. But those people. They don't believe in paranormal, though. That's the weird no, thing. No. The weirdest thing about religion is, like, they won't believe in ghosts, but, like, they pray to a ghost in a way. You know what I mean? It's yeah, very... I, um,
1: my, buddy Jace, my buddy Jason will come over and have a few brewskis, you know? Yeah. He goes to church <laughs> every single Sunday with his kid. Yeah. So, and he knows what I do. But the funny thing, I mean, he's a diehard Catholic, you know? Yeah. But he kind of believes in the paranormal. So uh, Yeah, I, I don't know why you can't. Like, it's what's weird. going on, right? Yeah. going on? Well, and he calls us ghostbusters. I'm like, well, first yeah. of all, now you're wrong to the investigators. Right. <laughs> so, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just look at him, and I'm like, what well, he's asking me if, you know, ghosts exist and spirits exist. I'm like, listen, you believe in the Holy Spirit, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what about virgo spirits? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I just look at him, and I'm like, you know, don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. A hypocrite. I find I mean, that is, is They have their own. They have their own theories on us. They think we're yeah. like devil worshippers and all this stuff. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh, no, we're not. We're trying to bridge the gap between the humans and the spirits to help either cross over or help a situation. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we're trying to debunk to um, – there's certain ways that we do things. But to, the, to these guys, it's all falling on deaf ears, and you're a devil worshipper. You believe in Satan and all this stuff, and it's like, no, 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 no. But, yeah.
0: All oh, like, right. Yeah. do this. Religion's a weird thing, you know. Even even God says you need to tr- question everything. God says that, you know. Religion can get weird because they also, you know, no, one, you're not supposed to judge anybody. Only God judges people. But I see a lot of judging in the religion world. Oh, definitely. It's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's like when I was a kid going to church. I mean, you always have you know, those old people. You know, oh look what he, well, look what they wear. Oh look what dress. I can't believe you should wear that dress here. It's like,
0: yeah.
1: you know, God doesn't judge what you wear. He's just going... You
0: know, worship God. You know, but. yeah. Now, those are my two big gripes with religion: is they're very judgmental when they're when they, when they preach that they're not that they you shouldn't be. That only God can judge, and the money thing bothers me a little bit too. Because like when Je- when Jesus walked the earth, he walked around preaching his preaching his gospel. He walked around. He didn't go go to a building and say, "You need to come to my building and pay me to hear my okay. preaching." You
3: know, Thank what I mean? you, because I I was actually raised Catholic. But I do not believe in churches i don 't go to churches yeah. i don't believe any any man on earth should be called father. I only believe the one in heaven should be yeah. so I totally don't agree with church
0: yeah church is one of the man made things that I think destroyed it. I think everybody that's could right. people can you know people can gather in their living rooms with people that are like minded yeah. and feel, believe the yeah. same thing and have worship there you don 't really need to go to a building and pay for it you know I think it's that's one of the Man-made also, things um, that came in.
1: Like yeah. Jesus himself. He didn't go to no gospel or any time. Yeah. Like, right. He spoke to his father on a mountaintop. Right. Yes, he
3: spoke to his father. And he didn't take, he gave. You yeah. Know? yeah I, think
0: everybody, everybody, I think everybody should be spiritual. I think everybody should have a relationship with God. You don't need to go to a church and do it. You could be in your living room and just have a conversation with them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think that they try to make it feel like you need to go to a certain place, like he 's only listening if you 're in this building. you know what I mean they have they right. give that vibe to it, and yeah, I do understand that they 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 rent a building, they have bills, they need to pay. I understand that they need money, but yeah, it gets you to go there some it of them get a little to too to crazy with the buddy, some of them get a little too crazy like when you're, when you when you buy yourself a multi million dollar jet so you can go to yeah. one of your multiple houses and your, your your congregation's fucking starving to death on the street there's a problem with that. You see I, see, I see a lot of that in the poor churches. It's weird because in the poor, poor communities is where you see a lot of the really faithful people because they really want to change. They're in bad places. They really want something. And it's unfortunate when you see these people that have nothing and they're preached to that they need to give. And, I, you know, it's out of the Bible, so I can't even – I don't know how to argue it, but it's just I find it very weird where you see people that struggle to eat that will give everything they have, and it's beautiful on their part not give them complete respect and love that's... because it's beautiful on their part that they're giving everything, but they should give back. There are certain situations where, you know, people are living in their cars and it, it giving money to the church and living in their cars and stuff. And that's not cool. The people, the church should figure out a way to give them some type of housing or something to help them out. If they're giving, I mean, you got to give back. The whole thing to the giving thing is you got to give back. If you, you can it can't just be take, 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 which is I think a big problem within that community and Why it's such a problem? Like, I think at this point in the game, the way that the religion went is I think everybody, you know, they say in the end times, everybody will have a chance to be saved. That's that's one thing God says, everybody will have a chance. And it's so weird with the way the church has been so corrupted, dude. It works against God so much because they've become so ungodly.
1: That's that's when they they squeeze that, that, you know, that poor little word in there. Well, right. if you're going to come to church, you're right. going to go to hell. Well, you missed Sunday. Well, you're going to go to hell now. It was that human conception to drive people to get what they wanted. And yeah, they, they, these, they throw... The religion, yeah. it forces you in there. You
3: they know? throw fear into you as well, you know?
0: Yeah, and the, the conf- you know, to go to the Catholic thing, confession is just manipulation. Like, you're telling yeah. the priest all your bad things so he can flip it and say, well, you're. I know this. I know that I have this dirt on you or you know, right. you are, you are a bad like, Yeah, you are a bad person. You need to do this. And then right. their whole thing is like, you need to say what three Hill Marys or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you say three we're things. Bad. Like that's kind of, they're, 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 the, they're, they're the weird middlemen that don't really need to be there. That's what <laughs> they are. They're, 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 they're a group of people that said, how can we make money off of this? And they said, let's right. be the middleman. Let's, let's make these people believe that we're the middleman and it's not difficult to do because realistically, the power is coming from an invisible place, invisible source. So realistically they can say, Okay, I just had a conversation with God. He tells me you need to give me your car. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, it's weird. So it's a weird line to draw. And much like everything, there's good, there's very good people that run churches and there's bad people. You know what I mean? Much like everything, every walk of life. So I'm not bashing, I'm trying not to bash. Right, and i know they need money to stay keep the doors open it's weak that that whole the money thing with the church is a fucking five-hour conversation that is like a very <laughs> weird topic to get into because
1: guess what when you pass on and your life journey's over yeah. you actually need your material things or your money up in the, up in heaven no you no. don't no. you don't need anything like that mm-hmm. so what does that benefit from god or jesus it's not it, you don't need it It's a human thing, human concept.
3: That's why I don't understand with all the riches in the world why we have homeless veterans, why we have children going hungry, you know? I don't understand any of that.
0: Whenever I hear about some some pastor that's like some ridiculous multimillionaire, like, have all these money and have fucking, like, auditoriums for the churches and stuff, it's just like, they... Maybe they do. I don't know, but they should, they should definitely some of, they should have some type of like money implanted in there somewhere that they can take care of the people. It's very weird. It's like when you have, but, and then you can, it's so, it's so weird. You know what I mean? It's a difficult thing because then you have people to take advantage of it. Like if you're giving people housing, you know, then you're going to eventually stumble into the people that take advantage of it. And, it's just, it's weird. It's, it's The whole thing's weird. It's weird. You're better off just to have a relationship with your spiritual power yourself. You know what I mean? And realistically, at the end of the day, if you don't have that relationship with yourself, it's pointless for you to go to a building anyways to do it. You know what I mean? You need to grow that within you. You need to have that within you and go from there. And If you want to go to a building or whatever to kind of strengthen that, if you feel like that's going to do it, then, you know, everybody's different. Go do it. But it all starts at home. It all starts within yourself. And the spiritual walk that you would have with God is personal, man. It's, it's your yeah. it's, own
3: walk. Matthew, I'd love to thank you for having me on your show today.
0: Oh, Until, thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you for keeping track of time, me. too. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to leave. It's my granddaughter's birthday party at four thirty, and I gotta drive there. So,
0: well, tell her. Mostly ghostly gave her a gigantic happy birthday, and she ho- we hope she has the best birthday ever.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me again.
0: Nice to meet you, Ray. You too. Nice meeting you. We are. We have been going. For, we have been going for two hours, actually, a little over two <laughs> hours, a little under two hours. So, with that being said, I think we will wrap up the show. This was a great conversation, as always. You know, and we'll definitely have you guys back again. Um, thank, you. thank you, Matthew. Hey, anytime. Thank you. Thank you both. Ray, thank you. Bonnie, thank you. It was fantastic. Thank Ray Boone. Thank you. Great. Thank you, you know, all. Ray, thank you. And uh, hell yeah. So we'll, we'll catch you all on another episode. No, and everybody no out there, go check real quick. Tell everybody where we they can find your stuff, your, your store and your Facebook page and all that to look, look into It's uh,
1: Metro West Paranormal Investigators on Facebook. And from
0: there, you'll have a link to go see our uh, merchandise store.
3: Metro West Paranormal Investigations Merchandise Store on Facebook. Check it out.
0: Yes, definitely. Go check that out. They're good people. They do good investigations. Get hip with them. Buy some merch. I got some T-shirt. Myself, a a sweatshirt. I got wristbands. I got, you name it, dude. I got magnets. They get everything. If you need it, they got it. You know what I mean? And after you check them out, go check out Boombastic Media Facebook. And YouTube page and go check out the boombastic streaming Patreon for anybody out there want to be down with the clown doing it big. <laughs> and uh, all right, folks, we're, we're thanks for listening, thanks for being a part of the show, and we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.